Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fortis Honor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) That's 12th level, I think. Even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or <laughs> bring out your rods, old man? Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline. <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk. Six <laughs> oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> what? We need dice for this game? Welcome to the show, I'm Genesee. Anyone else like to say anything now? If I could actually get to the mute button. I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm in America. <laughs> I'm Dave. And I'm Tinzian. Weather at the top of the hour, traffic at the tens. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, April 19th, and this is episode 107 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week was uh, extremely exciting. Lots of things happening now for our characters, so I'm going to let Tinzian catch us up on all the details of that. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. After a period of having the real-life pause button turned on, we are back. The party has descended fully into the Underdark and brought with it the upgraded form of Bert, uh, which has somehow melded or um, has gained some capacity of the Sphere of Annihilation. Thorn was the first to foray down uh, further into this cavern complex and encountered what appears to be a full drow settlement. Uh, for most perspectives, take uh, an average city like New York and maybe divide it up into a quarter and shove that underground and there you go. It's pretty big. However, being undaunted, uh, Bert decided to start playing SimCity and is in the process of wiping out a good deal of this city. Um, Xanatari brought it to my attention last week um, offline that I might want to explain better what happened in terms of uh, the Sphere of of Annihilation and pretty much what the party is doing is a backwards process. Uh, Loth being a very vindictive god evil, expecting everything, including revenge. Um, anyways, uh, Loth being a vindictive, chaotic god inspires basically her priests and subjects to complete and total dominance. If 
should there be the case where a drow settlement is overrun, the priestesses would have instruction from Loth that they should go to this chamber that only they would know about, which is where the party had been, and open this sort of uh, chest or whatever was located in there in order to gain um, the revenge of Loth, or to try and save the settlement. Loth being vindictive, basically that was you know, sort of the general FU of, well, you couldn't save the city, I'm going to be the one that gets the vengeance um, and would essentially wipe out whatever remained of the settlement because of the quote-unquote cowardice that the priestess who dared to actually make use of this information um, was going up and um, doing. So I hope that's kind of clear. Normally it would have been priestess in the city, city is attacked, priestess flees to this room, opens it up, gets zotted by Loth, Zero Annihilation comes down, does some stuff, and uh, essentially game over. Is that a little bit clearer to the cast? At least. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Wow. That's lies. 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 Obviously, Sabre Sabre has some, some bitter in that coffee cup today. Um... The party was also visited um, by an avatar of Illustrae, who is the um, drow deity of the moon or the sister to Loth, which has been in perpetual um, combat with Loth for a long period of time. So we pick up with the party, essentially witnessing a genocide of... Um, this particular group of drow. Thorin is heading down further from this ledge where they're watching um, Bert or the Sphere, it's not quite sure who's in full control there, uh, start to carve a path through the city with a wide beam from this high vantage ledge. And those who have some degree of night vision, which at this point has been... Everyone but me. Yep, everybody but Xanatari has noted that this beam of destruction as it passes through is wiping out different parts of the city. Um, there is still the Temple of Loth, which is standing. It is on fire or some sort of flame like a fairy fire that has erupted. That is a separate situation from what is happening with Bert at this point in time. But as the beam passes over, there are at some points scattered little bits of light indicating heat remains um, after the beam has gone over it. Fairly clear? Are we up to speed? Si, senor. Alright. Let's go with Thorn. And since you were starting to go down the ladder, uh, let's pick up with you. Okay. So, um, I was descending down the ladder, and I was I was heading into the settlement. I guess uh, that was the intention. So, um, yes. What do I say as I, as I sort of descend this ladder into the abyss? Um, down below, it's a clearly a hidden walkway that makes sense from looking down. 
from your vantage point, um, you can find yourself to the main pathway uh, for the city. There's, with your sense of smell, there is still a vast number of drow present within the area. Um, we're looking at probably a four-mile by um, two-mile sort of cavern. This thing is just massive. Um, complex with the buildings. Right now, probably a sixth of that space has been wiped out uh, from on high. You see this beam just, this white beam just going out, and whatever it touches is vanishing. And you have essentially smooth rock. But there's no smell of um, burning or um, a chemical reaction. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in this case, I would look up to the giant tetrahedron in the sky and say, now, uh, expletive here, but fuck you, Stacy. And then detonate a nuclear bomb. <laughs> if you ruin that for everybody, they're gonna be so pissed at you. If you haven't seen Oblivion... You cannot ruin that for everyone. I'm <laughs> taking it out of the chat. That's horrible. What? If I haven't said it's third fault. It's day. It was midnight showing last night. No one's gonna <laughs> see that movie. It's well. like telling the end of Bioshock. You're a horrible person. So at the end of Bioshock. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so um, I guess as I as I descend and I, I see uh the the walkway, um, you said it was four miles by two. Yeah, it's it's. Just- there's, there's sort of, as you're coming up to it, when you come down, you'll probably have um, maybe a, a four-minute jaunt over to the, the official borders. You can see where there would have been a wall, but that's now wiped out. Okay, so um, I guess I'm going to continue forward um, and I guess make my way into the city proper and, and start crossing the, the walkway. Um, probably at the same time, I'm going to keep, uh, my guard up, because I don't know whether they've got, um, sentries posted around the outside. I'm assuming that bird is just targeting buildings. Um, so I'm going to roll a stealth check. Okay. Um, that'll be a 21. Okay. Um, you believe that within all the chaos and confusion, um, that you have the shadows on your side. Okay. Alright. Let's go with, uh, Cesar. Hello. Well, I was wanting, as the episode was finishing up last time, I was hoping to maybe take an overview uh, look of the city before descending after the rest of them mm-hmm. to try to get sort of a, a general idea of the layout just to try to, you know, plan ahead for, for once we're in the thick of things, assuming we do make our way into the city itself, just to try to get a, you know, some bearings, some landmarks, fix some things in my mind. I don't know if you want to do a, like a streetwise check or just a no, some of the... Let me, let, me, let me give you some of the information. Um, if you remember the general description of the seven-pillared hall, this would be up above. This would be sort of a great-grandfather to that, or mm-hmm. in the case of the drow, probably a great-grandmother. Um, it's 
massive there are tiers of uh, houses or buildings, but by by far and above, the Temple of Loth is the most massive structure, reaching almost to the uh, top of the cavern. Um, mm-hmm. Just so that way, the um, clearly apparent who's in charge. <laughs> okay. A uh, couple wide avenues. It looks highly defensible. Does but, it seem to have a like a regular street layout uh, in in some sort of pattern, or is it does it seem more organic? Um, it seems to be in for this particular settlement towards the area that you are. Very wide corridors okay. um, between the buildings, as if the pathway that would be going out underneath your ledge, once you see them find the main walkway. Mm-hmm would be an avenue that the drow would use for uh, sending forces out. So it seems like you're at the front of the city. The back of the city, um, from what you can tell from your vantage point and with your light level, Mm -hmm. there may be a likewise exit at the back, Mm -hmm. but this it's you seem to be at the front of the the settlement. Okay. Great. Uh, With that knowledge in mind, Cesar will follow the remainder of the party into trouble. Okay. Uh, Zanatari? Well, last time, I believe, I ended by kind of talking to Sabre about Bert's actions, and we were standing there listening or watching Oreo sort of decimate everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Thorn had left early, and... I really didn't know what to do at that point as far as actions, except to stand next to Oreo and try to keep him from going berserk. So if everyone's going to begin moving down to this ladder, uh, I'm going to want to look at Oreo and see what's up. Okay. It still appears that the beam is coming out of the um, single sort of black slit I think last time you guys made the joke of the Eye of Sauron, Mm -hmm. but in this case it's black and white. Um, The beam, even though you can see it, isn't really casting what would be considered a normal light. You know it's there. It's disruptive enough. It's exciting something, but it's not a true searchlight. Okay. And you you said that it was certain... Things were being spared, and we weren't quite sure what they were. But the the belief is for what Sabre was seeing, the other people with heat vision were seeing was there were here and there as the beam would go wiping over it. Mm-hmm. There'd be little pinpricks of light, which were presumed to be something living. Okay. And I guess you guys were were trying to deal with the potential. Um, ramifications of if Oreo wiped out the city entirely or if there were potentially survivors. Morals. Yes. <laughs> um, well, at this point, we've already made that decision. Zenitari's uh, uncomfortable, but we'll be dealing with it. And I don't want to leave Oreo. I, want, I don't want to just abandon him. So I, I'm going to stay here you know, kind of keeping an eye on everybody. Don't know how long it's going to take them to to get to the area they're going to, but I believe I can observe them fairly clearly from here. And 
just kind of, I don't, I mean, there's no point for me to abandon Bert at this point. Would you want, based on your experience up above, would you be interested at all in trying to have maybe like a, some sort of challenge of wills to try and get him to follow you? Or are you just going to stand there and, and feel that you are a, a, a buffer to something greater? Well, it depends how long it takes him. If it's going to take him like eight hours to finish do- doing what he's doing, then I'm going to do something. If it's going to take him 20 minutes because he's just like wiping the area, then, you know, I can watch and, and quickly catch up with people. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, he seems to be going at a pretty good rate. Um, as I said, it's it's not like a true searchlight, but you can definitely tell where he's pointing and what's getting wiped out. Okay. Uh, say, it appears to be saving the temple for last. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I assume since we're on a higher locale, I can look down and see the layout similarly to how you've described it and kind of watch the progress of people as they move slowly to the ladder. Um, you can watch them to the ladder. Your <clears throat> your level of, of night vision isn't so much able to get all that much of a lay of the land. You're somewhat reliant on the others to tell you um, what's going on. You can clearly see the Temple of Loth ensconced in some sort of uh, fire. Mm-hmm. Well, Bert is pretty much my night vision, which is another reason to stay because, you know, he's sort of a section of, of my character that I need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you do feel that there is uh, not static, but something is trying to tune into the group mind link. And it's clear that it might be Bert. Hmm. But some something's kind of scratching at one part of the of the mind link, but it's it's not sinking up, but it's not painful. So it's, it's not, not it's tripping not, my bastion. It's just right. It's not it's not tripping the bastion of mental clarity, but there's just you can tell that there's something trying to maybe get in or do something with it. All right. Well, hey, then I will communicate with Bert. I've been trying to do that anyway to see what he was about. I already got the impression of what it was about, so. Um, you know, I can sort of question, I guess, question that, roll some sort of a will check and see if I can question, you know, how long he's going to be doing this and if he will, like, you know, if he's going to return to my Bert or re- retain some sort of Oreo uncontrollability. Okay. Um, I think right now, let's just have you do deal with some concentration to try and get, see if you can get that link going. Okay. So, uh, we will go to Sabre in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when I get to the ladder, about how long does it? Th- how long do I think it's going to take me to get down? Uh, if you go really fast, it would probably take you about five, six minutes. Okay. At speed, if you exercise caution, maybe fifteen minutes. Okay. At the bottom, is it like a walkway or like is it flat? Um, there is a walkway. It is. It would be hidden based on the rocks that are sticking out and around, but you would be able to find your way through this path and see where it would hook up with the main pathway into the city. I was going to jump, but that sounds (laughs) a little dangerous. Oh, I'm sure you have some sort of Batman-esque cave that'll fly out in a giant, you know diamond-looking structure will appear above your head and crown you queen for five minutes while you fall through the air, no? no. Or just a flying unicorn. Oh, yeah. that's right. I left that one in the other bag. Uh, all right, I'll, uh, 
I'll start climbing rapidly. Okay. If you want me to make some either a athletics or acrobatics check as I go down, I'll do that. Sure. Let's go ahead and do an athletics. Athletics. Okay. Uh, 24. Yep. You seem to be, uh, doing quite well. Um, Cesar, are you going at speed or are you kind of just working your way down there? Um, I'm not rushing overly. I'm not dawdling, but I'm, you know, okay. slow and steady. Very good. All right. Uh, back to Thorn. Sorry. Okay. So, um, I guess uh, moving along the uh, walkway, mm-hmm. um, probably turn back to glance behind me, see whether I'm being followed at all. Um, do I see any of the other party members at all? Yes, uh, you'd see them kind of snicking down the um, the ladder, but you don't count the entire party. Okay. Um, basically seeing a majority uh, would be good enough in my opinion um i know that one or one or two of them do like to take their time you know make sure that everything's being sorted in the last room before we Mm -hmm. go charging off um i'll 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 say the course and i'll I'll keep moving forward uh looking to identify any risks uh at this point in time i'd probably also uh send fluffy off to um scout ahead for me do you send Fluffy as small Fluffy or large? Small. Okay. And you've, by this point in time, reached the where the you can clearly see that there should be a gate here. Mm-hmm. But the rock is scoured smooth and is actually uh, cold. So it's not like a um, it, it's cooling down or anything. It's the same temperature. Okay, so it's essentially ambient temperature. It hasn't been struck by any yes heat. Okay, Wh- whatever whatever that whatever that beam is, it was neither hot nor cold. So it so the the gate has been destroyed. Yes, the okay. the, the wall the wall portions in this path and the gate are gone. There's so, kind of a remnant of part of a wall. You know, a little off on either direction where it would merge into the natural rock. Okay. But largely, it's now just wide avenue of nothing. So, looking at the the, the flat rock face, and it probably it's probably just really mundane. But does it look like erosion? Does it look like time worn, or does it look um, like it's been scrubbed clean or scrubbed smooth? You know, through a a, a process. Scrubbed and polished smooth, as if just what if if you took a um if you had a thing of sand, you drew your finger in it, and then you took a butter knife and smoothed it over. It's just like that. It's it's rock. It has holes. It has whatever you know. If there's an would have been an indent, there's an indent, but it's otherwise just pretty much taken down to just the level of rock, there's not a man-made whatever sticking out of the ground. Alright. Okay, so, uh, is there anything around this stone that I should, uh, make myself aware of? Is that your old perception check for it? 
Let's see here. That's better. Uh, 18 plus that. Uh, that'll be 35. Okay. Um, you realize with the perception that you're looking at something that is very mundane and boring and would probably, if you didn't know the source of it, wouldn't be surprised that this area exists. It's a little too smooth and nice for a cavern. Mm-hmm. But, hmm, it's just, it seems a little too calming. But what you are detecting, though, is this faint smell that you've only smelled once before, which is when your hand was in the Keep of the Shadow Fell, <laughs> and your hand was in that portal. Oh, what a smell. Mm, garlic. What a, yeah, what does the portal smell like? You're catching just this faintest wisp as if something is about to come through to this reality, potentially. Okay. Um. Something, something just doesn't, something to the nose just doesn't smell right for whether it's underground or above ground. So, for this stone, doesn't smell like the stone around it? No, no, it, it, the, the, the stone smells like, but just on the air. Ah, okay, so, uh, and that's around the stone, I guess, in that case. Yeah, just from, as whatever current is in the cavern, there's just, there's just a little something there that is off-world. Okay, um, I guess this would probably put me on guard, um, and I'd probably ready myself for, uh, an attack, uh, but... Probably continue moving forward, uh, slower, cautious, uh, just readying myself for anything that might happen. Oh, and you also hear the sounds of um, yelling, screaming, whatever, at a distance within the still existing portions of the city. You hear those echoes, but around you, you do not see anybody even hidden. Okay. Uh, for probably the next 600 yards. Alright, cool. Okay. Uh, back to Scissor. Well, Scissor's working on um, heading down. I'm not sure um, if we established if he's above or below uh, Sabre. You are below Sabre, so you will hit the ground first and be able to do what you want. Alright, um... So if uh, I get down, I, uh, I uh, at, when I hit the bottom, I, I take my bearings and uh, look for the, the looks like the most promising place to set out for. Do okay. I see? Do I see Thorn? How close is he to the to the bottom? Is he? He's already at the bottom. He's down the path. Um, you would see him sort of winding his way as you were climbing down. You see him winding his way. And you'd be able to find your way out to the main path. When you get to the main path, you would just see him on the limit of your um, vision. Vision with, uh, uh, I believe, you're still using your goggles and things. Yep. Um, okay. I mean, I'll uh, I'll head after them. Him, I won't call out or anything like that. I'll try to keep a low profile as as much as possible. But I'll I'll pick my way across the what's what's the terrain like? Is it is it open ground? Is it 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 would 
in this case, when you're on the main path, it would be considered open ground. Okay. It, it's been worked into sort of a, a roadway mm -hmm. type thing. And is, is this the main part that's going under the ledge that we came out on, or are we not to that? Yeah, if, if you were... If your back was to the ledge, it would be probably up over your right shoulder by a couple of degrees, so you're not directly super under by the time you're at the walkway. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it'd probably be at an angle off your right shoulder. Okay. Um, there is one thing that you're noticing, though, when probably through your goggles. Mm -hmm. The size of the cavern mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily match what you think you saw in terms of the size of the cavern from up above. In this what way? It seems larger or smaller? Smaller. It seems smaller now? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Some clever architects use some cool force perspective or something. Yeah, or... <laughs> and, and, and or, um, for your stuff, you've seen enough illusions that maybe there's something that's part of a defense network mm -hmm. that may have been wiped out. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, you know, la for lack of a better... Uh, course of action, he will reluctantly, <laughs> in his mind, no, but he'll uh, follow Thorn. Okay. Are you going to take out any of your minions and have anything prepared, or just as a as course, maybe? Well, he's pretty far ahead, and he doesn't seem to really uncover any uh, issues, so uh, we'll just focus on making his way safely and quietly uh, in the direction of Thorn. Okay. Xanatari? Uh, yep. Uh, you think... You might have found a way to let Oreo in. Okay. And it's sort of kind of getting a broadcast of a word every once in a while. But you you, you think you think you've got a you think you've got a kind of a, a hole into potentially something. Okay. What is this hole that you speak of? Well, you think you might be able to ask. It, it's not the eloquent birth that you heard before. Okay. But you think you may have some degree of being able to communicate. Alright, then I will attempt to do so. Okay. Um, go ahead with... You probably have enough for four questions. Okay. Well, I know what Bert's doing, so I don't need to ask that. Um, I guess I would convey the sense of camaraderie as far as, you know, the question kind of vaguely is, are you a part of our party? Um, Oreo is floating there, still blasting, um, the city, but it moves closer towards your shoulder at probably the orbit height that it would usually be, um, at. Okay. Uh, I would look for a span of time. Um, the answer you get back it's an equation, it's this concept, it, it doesn't make much sense, but with the speed that it seems to be zipping this thing around, the assumption would probably be, if you f sort of felt the, were thinking about it and getting the answer back, and if you started to think maybe towards a shorter period of time, you'd probably feel maybe more affirmation than a longer period. Okay. Yes. yes. No. It's 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 it's, it's <laughs> magic eight ball says undetermined. It's it's concept of time and space is really just way the hell out there. Okay. But it seems to be giving you the indication that as you're 
as your thoughts are thinking sooner, it's kind of agreeing with you. Okay. Hmm. Well, I, I want to also just confirm. I mean, he's already said that he's a part of our party, but I have some fear about him now. Like, I want to get some sort of reassurance that he is still Bert and not going to turn and attack us at any given moment. You get an indication of, um, again, it moves closer towards you, keeping the beam away from you, mm -hmm. and begins to now rise up just a bit in the orbit, and it's continuing to blast as it orbits. Um, <laughs> it is... Halo of death! Dark halo. <laughs> it is... You get the question back at you where apparently it is likewise seeking assurance from you that you are not going to attack it. That it's almost afraid. Um, I guess I would let it see my uncertainty with its choice of actions as far as the comfort level I have of of the global scale of death that it's raining down, but at the same time, understanding the evil of the situation and, um, you know, he knows the purpose of why we're here and this is serving the purpose of why we're here. So, um, you know, the, the, the uncomfortable, uh, agreement. You get it. You get a feeling that there's suddenly this kind of click of parody where you and it are, in agreement. Okay. How, the other the last question, I guess, is have I noticed, is there any, like, alignment changes I need to be aware of with Bert? Because we worked really hard to inject positivity when these two spheres were meeting, and it feels like to me that we, we've failed in some way because there's still a dark line. I wasn't expecting a dark line, and I, I need to know... Um, like a more, a different assessment of him. Like if I was looking at him, I, you know, he's obviously much more intelligent than I thought he was. Um, you know, he must have some sort of stats of his own and, you know, meta thoughts of his own. So I guess I'm just looking for more of a, a detailed description of what he is because my assumptions were that he was like a cute pet. <laughs> if the cute, cute pet aside, if the feeling that you are getting from Bert is, if you look at yourself in the mirror, this is what you would be seeing in terms of a metaphysical being. Bert seems to be mirroring you in terms of its response back, as far as your interactions with the deity and so forth. So it's sort of giving you this indication that it is still a positivity-fed creature. Mm-hmm. But that it's like you has an ability to, you know, zap the living expletive out of, um, you know, a drow somewhere or whatever. I think we're putting you show in our hands, my little death ray. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mirroring is that just a reflection as far as like I'm showing you what you want to see, or do I get the impression that's truly how he is? You feel that it's not bluffing you. Okay. Um, it, again, it's all kind of metaphysical and, and whatever, wibbly-wobbly, as they say Time from Doctor Who. Yeah. But 
you have you have a feeling that it is trying to give you certainties because that's what it understands versus it hasn't quite developed into vagueness yet. Okay. So sum up of what I'm understanding, it's not been taken over by Lolth, it's still Bert. Yep. Um it is as purely good as Xanatari, which is, you know, sort of good but slightly having options for mischief. Mm-hmm. Um and that it's part of our party and doesn't mean us any harm as long as we have dual you know, aligned basically goals. Yes. Yes. Okay. There four questions. Um, Bert, if, if, if you sort of, if, if you're just in, while engaging with it, if you're moving around or just even kind of like, you know, tilting left or right, you'll find that Bert is actually staying in, in orbit with you, in concert okay. with you. At that point, I would follow the party. Okay. All right. Um, Bert continues at one point as you're, as you're kind of moving towards the ladder, the, uh, rock, cliff that you're on mm-hmm. obscures part of the beam would, would have obscured part of the beam but it shaves <laughs> that part off to continue its its thing but you can get to the uh, the ladder I have a drone it's awesome <laughs> okay uh, yes I will continue to the ladder being very careful to walk not not in ways that would cause avalanches of rocks to fall on my companions. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks. One, one, small, one small bit is keeping this link open to Bert for mm-hmm. communication is going to give you one serious headache pretty soon. I'm traveling with Thorn. It's fine. You might, you might want to toggle that CP <laughs> on and off there as needed. But, okay. Very good. Um, Sabre. Yes. As you're climbing, uh, it looks like at one point the cliff, the overhang above you gets a little smaller, but there's no rock fall. So mm-hmm. it, it might just be a trick of the imagination. Um, but you see that whatever this beam is seems to be moving and then coming down towards you and you can see sort of Xanatari hitting the ladder as you're pretty much hitting the ground. Okay. Kind of looks up for a second, shakes her head, <laughs> uh, turns around, and I want to try to get a bearing on the nearest one of those points of light that we saw from above. Okay. That would take you, um, as you enter onto the main thoroughfare, mm-hmm. um, Thorn's going a little bit to the right, you would go a little to the left. Okay. Probably about she, 300 yards out. She sets course and just goes okay um no stealth no nothing just full on yep fast as you can uh fast forwarding through time just to get something here so we're not doing a five five hour crossing of the field (laughs) um you are to come across a uh that point of light starts to move. As you start moving towards it, it tries to evade you or lay down or tries to um, move because it realizes that whatever it is seems to be something sentient. Um, As you're coming up on it within uh, 
probably a hundred yards, you can clearly see that it is some manner of humanoid. Okay. Small, uh, medium, large. Uh, human-sized, maybe a little smaller than average, uh, probably male. Okay. Adults, you'd think. Okay. She will start humming a Ellis Trey and him. One of the base, the one of the baser ones, the basic ones, as she's getting closer, okay. and she'll she'll slow down a little bit, okay, and just waits for her action. Um, there's a sudden jerk of the figure, and the figure goes even seems to get even flatter. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to to hide, but you catch for a moment um, on the air almost kind of like as it's exhaling as it, as it lays down part of that him in return okay as if you know as if it's this whatever this is is you know running for its life and it's already maybe within its own head or whatever giving the song and it just happens to put out part Okay. About how far am I away at this point? You're probably about a uh, hundred yards or less. Hundred to. Okay. She'll try to close a little bit slower, but just get closer to where she can actually hold the conversation okay. without shouting. Okay. Um, you'll be able to do that. This. This one, um, as you come closer, uh, you find yourself covered in a form of fairy fire. Mm -hmm. This one, though, is kind of a soft silver. Okay. And you're able to um, still approach, but you get hesitant. You get this feeling like this thing made this... Humanoid, humanoid may dart away at about 25 yards. Okay. She'll close to that and stop and say, I walk in the maiden's moonlight. Do you follow me? Okay. What, uh, Elvish? Uh, no, with this, she'll do draw. Okay. Um, the... Words are extremely difficult to understand, um, you know, in terms of the context of the drought language. So, but you're able to muddle that, muddle that out, point across, and you get this. You get the response that wait, this is a female voice. Mm Hmm. Um, and there's a lot of fear. Like, it really wants to try and bolt away. She'll stop, and she'll hold her hands out wide, and she'll say, I'm, I'm not here to hurt you. Okay. Please just wait. And if we can help, let us help. You hear a response 
back as if it's maybe the last sentence this thing will ever, this figure will ever say because of just the level of fear is who are you and what, what has done this? She'll look back and she'll say, unfortunately, I believe this is Loth's wrath that has come down upon this city here to try to find the source of some attacks. But unfortunately, I think we may have set off whatever this doom that has come upon this city. If this was Loth's wrath, then we would have been among the first to have gone and Instead, the city is gone, or is going. We don't, I don't understand this. I think we were able to, in, in the process of finding this object that has done this, I believe we were able to somehow dampen it slightly, um, with both the goddess's will and some other divine beings. It may be that whatever is doing this is spared you for that reason. There's a bit of a, a pause, and you sort of see a little further off in the distance, um, cloaks starting to move, and you realize that there is actually perhaps a family that has been hiding um, nearby. The, the male asks you, um, you know, are you deities or, you know, how can you wield this? You know, there's only been Loth and, you know, we all know what she does. <laughs> um, her sister has never held any sway here. I think somehow there's been a way. I, I wish I could tell you how how this has all happened. We're still trying to figure it out ourselves. Unfortunately, it's I, I had feared the worst when when the spear had come down the chamber into here. We just followed behind it, and now it seems to be eliminating the city, but leaving our the maidens' people behind. Okay, uh, Caesar. Um, I would, at this point, have I <clears throat> caught up to Thorn? Sure. Um, he would, uh, stop and, uh, approach Thorn and, uh, say, uh, what, uh, what's, what's, what's going on? Um, I'd probably be, at this point, sniffing the air, and, uh, I'd probably turn to Cesar and ask, uh, do you recall what the portal smelled like in Shadowfell Cape? Ah, uh, no, I, I'm not sure. Why? Why do you ask? Um, probably take another moment to sort of sniff at the air again to ensure that I'm not crazy. Um, even though we all know I am, and uh, <laughs> and. Uh, Probably turn back to Cesar and go. Something's not quite right. How? How so? Did Did you see something? What What's going on? I can smell the portal. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. <afraid. laughs> 
uh, Cesar would uh, would sniff himself to try to see if he can detect whatever odor Thorn is complaining about. By the way, Thorn, um, as you're smelling, you you realize that there, as different points of light start popping up, um, there are actually humanoids around you here and there. Um, you'll see the group that uh, is with um, Sabre. Mm-hmm. But you're starting to smell them as whatever it is they were covered with. They start to pull away. Okay. And so you're, start, I... you're starting to be able to see these, these pin pricks of, of, of light start coming up. Okay. Um, does the smell of the, the portal dissipate with, with the appearance of these humanoids? No, um, and actually it seems that the source of the smell is coming from whatever sort of air current that is not the Temple of Loth itself, but something um, off to the side near it. Okay, um, probably, um, gives us a, a sort of sarcastic hardy-ha, that's funny, um, not look, um, kind of, I guess Thorn's in a, in a sort of a sour mood for whatever strange reason, um, <laughs> given the... <laughs> That strange reason being that he's currently being semi-alienated by his party, but he can deal. Um, and he'll, he'll shake his head and then turn towards um, the strongest point of where the smell is coming from and start walking towards the, the source of the scent. Okay. Um, Cesar, do you have any, I guess, equivalencies to Geiger counters or some sort of detector? That you may have uh, uh, short of an ar- short of an arcana check. Um, I could flavor text it, but not actually. Okay, well let's go with an arcana check for you. Okay. So Cesar whips together the equivalent of a Geiger counter, and where did my D twenty go? There it is. Uh, flips it on, and the reading he gets is based on a roll of. 24. No, 22. Okay. Um, something is chirping off in your one of your belt pouches. Okay. A, a, a minion requests its, its, your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, for all the insanity that is going on with in terms of a giant beam of whatever destroying a city. Sure. Uh, there appears to be some sort of rift or anomaly forming um, near the Temple of Loth. Okay. And even you now are starting to catch a similar whiff to something even worse than the slave pit of the Red Wizards of Thay. Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll ignore that quip and uh, 
probably growl something about changing your robes once in a while. <laughs> um, does the smell seem to be coming from that that anomaly? Yes. Is, and is, what, whatever it is, it's going to be large. Is that the direction Thorn is heading? Yes. Uh, he'll, uh, he'll trot up next to Thorn and, and, uh, work with him towards this source, pointing it out, uh, to him, saying, I, I think we, uh, I get a sense of what you're, you're talking about. I don't, I'm not sure about its similarity to the portal or not, but it, it seems to be emanating from, uh, from that over there. Do you see? Um, with him pointing it out, would I, would I see the, I guess, well, forming fissure? What 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 you what you would start to see, and I'm going to lead this into Xanatari for a moment, is um, Xanatari. Mm-hmm. Normally, if it's dark, you can't see anything, right? Unless I have Bert the shining flashlight. Right, but you know, if you suddenly in general, if, or, if or you, me, yeah, you know, just in, in in general, but you know, if, if you started to have maybe like a sunrise, yes, colors of a sunrise come up, you start to be able to see things. Correct. You're suddenly realizing that somewhere near the Temple of Loth, it's almost like there might be a sun rising. Because there's suddenly colors that you can make out in kind of spread, spreading and creeping over the floor of the cavern and walls and, you know, everything. Okay. There seems to be some sort of light source going on that is separate from the, uh, the Temple of Loth. Okay. How close am I to everybody else at this point? Um, given enough time and effort, uh, you could either go to Sabre or you could go to um, Thorn and Cesar. I would be inclined to go to Sabre. We've sort of been unlikely allies in the last day. Okay. And also because I really want the concept of this poor family that's terrified to see Xanatar walking toward them with a halo of death shooting everything around her. Okay. Um, don't you wish you had a rent-a-bard right now to be like have some death metal playing as you're pulling out? I need that. So uh, we'll we'll have to think up a good theme song to put up as you're rolling on. In um, <laughs> I'll go on. the the beam by the way, continues to shoot through, and as it needs to, it shaves through things. However, if the beam goes anywhere near Sabre, mm-hmm. Cesar, or Thorn, it'll skip up over him. Mm. Yeah. So the beam, but the beam will literally, like, if, if, if they turned around and looked at it, they'd see the beam come within, like, <laughs> under a foot, and just kind of Oreo curves the bullet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it just... If, if there's anything between you and the city... Mm-hmm. It just... Game over. Okay. Um, it actually... The light also does hit a couple of these heat spots, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, this is more for Sabre's uh, point of view. That beam, as it's still hitting, as she's come, as she starts walking up towards you, mm-hmm. does plow through a couple of these heat sources. Keeps going on. The heat sources may drop a little bit, but they're still moving. Okay. 
So it's sort of like the ground got scooped out from underneath them. They went, but they're still moving. <laughs> so you sort of see like what would be like all this cloth kind of fluttering as they're falling out from underneath these cloaks. Nice. <laughs> and stuff. These poor people. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're still alive. I know. Your senses, Sabre, though, would tell you that Xanatari is coming. Anything for your... Anything that either Xanatari, while well, we've still got you, anything that you're going to shout out um, or say or do while you're rolling up on Sabre, and then I'll go to Sabre. <laughs> oh, I can't think of a really awesome line. So I just, I just think I'm going to walk toward him just very slowly and deliberately. You strut. Of course. <laughs> All right. Um. Bert has given, or Oreo, has given you no indication that it is going to peel off from your head, the orbit around your head. Mm-hmm. It seems very firmly affixed there. Okay. Um, you are also suddenly lit with this sort of curious um, silver fairy fire. Mm-hmm. Rockets. I know the Aladrin have skins for this sort of thing. Yeah, it's fine. But instead of like a, a thick outline, it's sort of like you are illuminated by moonlight. Okay. That this, just adds to the yeah. interest. Yes. Um, okay. Sabre. Hmm. Walking death machine coming your way. Okay. Um, falling out from underneath cloaks. <laughs> News at 11. Is the family in front of me, are they still keeping their distance from me, or are they trying to get closer? Um, right now, you seem to have earned some degree of trust with them, but now with the approach of Xanatari, you kind of get the feeling that they're not sure if there's going to be a mass panic and they're going to take off in another direction, but you have a possibility of keeping them here. Okay. She'll kind of do kind of a waving motion with her hands and say, it, she's part of my group. She's with me. Um, there's no need to be afraid. But do you have an escape plan? Is there a plan in place to leave the city if you have to? 20, you know, whatever the equivalent of 20, 20 minutes to us, you know, for their scale, you know, uh, they are looking at it from the viewpoint of there was Loth and that was it. There was their life, whether they were male or, you know, born to higher station by being female, there was Loth. This concept of an escape plan was largely um the they're going to die. <laughs> the you, the drow language skills in terms of translating something as soft as an escape plan or retreat mm-hmm. comes across as like, you know, purple, rainbow, yellow, submarine fart. <laughs> nice. Okay. It's, you know, it's, it's kind it's kind of a, with the, with the, with the language you're using, it's, mm, the, the answer is no, but. Okay. At this point, am I getting a sense of that rift that's opening? Is that am I getting a perception of that? One one normally doesn't see orange and reds 
of of any hue um, in the underdark. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, unless it's fun. like an outside fire. Um, it's not one of it's not a set of little standard colors though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll uh, you want to make an arcana check to home in on it. But just the fact that it seems like there's sun rising in the underdark. Yeah, I don't think she. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she has to roll for that one. Um, the party has potentially brought you yet another fun pack of flavor. Oh boy, she'll look back at them and say, um, "I think it's going to get more dangerous here, based on what I'm seeing." As if it's not dangerous enough already, she'll try to add a little levity in there, and. I would try to get your family and get somewhere away from the city and gather anyone else you can along the way. Um, the, the male looks over at the direction of presumably could be its family mm-hmm. and looks towards the wife as if completely one this sense of levity is, is not, is not understood, but that you telling the male to do something of a position of go and even get people mm-hmm. is just, you've just like mine effed this drow bad. So he's looking at the female for instruction as, okay, I'm proxy. I've, I've relayed the message to you. <laughs> Because otherwise you're going to kill my ass. You know, it, it's... There's a dichotomy thing. And you, you hear a female's voice from... The distance, you know, from, from this group. We are to converge. Do you, you know... Um, there's something that, that that's uttered from the... Um, the moon goddesses um, kind of hymns and stuff... Speaking of chariots that will deliver them to another land. You know, it's sort of basically what you're getting are, you know, are, are the chariots here to... <laughs> Xanatari really wants to say, the chariots are made out of wood and they have rungs in between. They're back behind us. Take a hike. <laughs> if only you understood drow. <laughs> This sounds like... <laughs> That's right. Does this call for Chariots of Fire to be played? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, there's, al- there's almost, a, as, you're, as you're thinking of something there, there's almost a herd mentality. Is anyone that has heard you say that has um, suddenly started to move over towards his other family? Okay. And and started bleating like sheep. No, they ran like lemmings instead. <laughs> um, sensing, hoping that uh, this kind of means what Sabri thinks it means, she will trace the. Uh, she'll use a prestidigitation to trace the goddess's symbol in the air and pray that these people are delivered out of the city, away from the impending destruction that's upon them. Okay. And see if something will illuminate the way or help them through here. Um, such as there is sunlight or what appears to be a dawn happening in the city, 
there is, for just a moment, it seems like there is a faint crescent of light, as if an eyelid is kind of cracking open. Very, very far down um, in another portion of the cavern. Sabray will look at the the female and she'll point towards that and say, that's where you need to go. Get everyone you can as fast as you can. Okay. The goddess will deliver you. Okay. Um, Thorn. Yo. What's, uh, we're going to go around the table one more time and then we'll close out this episode and then we'll pick up with the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, anything from you? Um, no, I'd just be making steady progress towards, um, the area where the colors are coming from. Um, and I'd probably be making, making haste, um, you know, moving as fast as I could allow. Um, I believe, I believe that Thorn believes that he's still stealth. Uh, okay. even though Cesar managed to find him, I would assume that's just part of being in a party. Mm-hmm. Um, he never seems to have much luck when it comes to <laughs> stealthing against party members. You got a little bit of reflective tape that he's managed to stick on the small of your back and <laughs> be able to get off yet. Just to the back of my head where I don't see it. It's like, <laughs> what? What? What are you doing, Marine? Move! Move! <laughs> Alright, go. Um, yeah, so, uh, just making my way steadily towards, uh, towards the, the colors, uh, you know, probably moving between cover to maintain this air of stealth and whatnot. Okay. You find that some portions of cover are actually drow. Okay. In, in mass. Okay, so in in parts of of cover, okay. Yeah. So, you know, you you, you think you find, like, a low rock or something to hide behind. It's actually, you know, a drow crouching in a bunch of drow that are hidden, you know, (laughs) under cloaks. So, essentially just doing sort of the Assassin's Creed thing where, like, blending with a group, walking with them, then sort of darting out. Okay. Yeah. Um, You are able to notice with your smell and, and sight that there are pockets of large movement, and by large movement, maybe a group of 25 to 50 here, bits and pieces of, you know, um, groups heading towards the sound of Sabre's voice. Okay. Um, I'll probably use the, the distraction of Sabre's voice to continue using them as cover to get towards my goal. None of them are attacking you. In fact, they're sort of surprised you roll up, and as soon as you look away, they bug out. Okay. Um, so there's sort of this whole this whole movement thing. Um, let us go to Cesar and then to Xanatari. So if I'm correct, Cesar from this rift anomaly thing is getting a pretty bad feeling. Yes. Um, would you like uh, a current update on the rift? Sure. He'll be keeping his eye on it as he makes his way toward it. Well, much like um, the sort of silver whatever going on in the other end of the cavern, 
this one, there's sort of kind of a, a pause and then a, a stretching or feeling of stretching within um, the very existence of the cavern. And like blinking, suddenly a there's a red moon that kind of goes in and out of eclipse or phase. It's as if this moon is blinking. And it's this disc of red that looked a lot like uh-huh. the moon that was That's outside. Look a little familiar? Looks a little familiar. Uh-huh. But the light this time starts to illuminate what appears to be very large orcish features. Phantasmally kind of floating in the air. This is just this massive... Oh, Thrall, you're everywhere. (laughs) Lothar. Does this seem to be something... Like, the, the scope of it and what's going on, does it seem to be something that would be out of their depth in Cesar's initial instinctual... I think you might have just had an experience that um, invents the Cthulhu mythos within Cesar's brain. Okay. Cesar is watching, and as this happens, he finds himself slowly uh, coming to a stop, just without really thinking about it. And just, and that, like, just, you know, he's walking, and his speed slowly decreases until he stops. And then he slowly starts walking backwards. And his speed increases as he goes backwards a little more until he can't walk backwards anymore at that speed and turns around and goes in the other direction. Okay. Do you head towards anything in particular? Away. Okay. <laughs> I think um, in, in some instance we've just invented HP Cezacraw. Yes. H. HP. <laughs> You're an American now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to America. I might be in America, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm still Australian, so I'm going to disregard your laws of the H. And would, would, would you, we would don't you have like, any laws of Say Haitian. <laughs> what? Haitian? I'm, I'm sorry, would you like some <laughs> horror with that? How about, how about a, a hovering? <laughs> a hovering horror? Hovering horror? <laughs> <laughs> Handily. Um, alright. Hubs. <laughs> Zenitari. Yes. Uh, not having understood anything that the Duras said, I would have come up next to Sabre and seen her mumbling and Durawish and gesturing towards the group, towards the colors. So, I don't know. Suddenly suspicious of anything else cataclysmic happening where we are I'm not entirely sure that this portal's a good thing uh, so I would turn to Sabre and say what's going on what why do they what, who are all these people and what are they doing what are the uh, people in front of me doing are they gathering to move or are they still staring at me and well the group right by you the male still thinks he's going to get like zotted out of existence if he if he moves cuz he hasn't had like you know your 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 leave yet mm-hmm. the group the family his family or appear whatever pod whatever you want to call it <laughs> the pod people wow okay mm-hmm. that also wales 
the draw the the draw the draw social whatever <laughs> it is. Kind of it's, a, it's a murder of girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Um is still clinging in the area. There's others that are moving in mass towards the silver emblem at the farther end of the cavern away from the colorful light display that is suddenly erupting. Um, she'll she'll look at just before she looks back at Zenantari, she'll look at the male and just go, go, go. Don't stand there, go. <laughs> there's there's Bugasville. Okay. Um, she'll look back at Zanatari and she'll go, These are the flock of the maiden that I was telling you about. Okay. And it looks like they have a way out now. Do they? It would be nice to have a way out. Are, are, you, are you, like, showing any sort of surprised emotion in all this thing? Or are you kind of doing your Gandhi? <laughs> She's actually kind of shaking a little bit. She's it's starting to kind of build up on her a little bit. In fact, after she'll she'll look back at the uh, the crescent moon a little bit and she'll kind of turn herself a little bit away and her her shoulders will shake a little bit. She's starting to break down probably a little bit. Mariska Hargitay has left the building. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, you've, you've managed to wring more than two verbs and a noun out of Sabre. Um, anything in closing before you take us out? Um, I don't know. I'm just going to wait, I guess, and see what happens. He seems to, she seems to know what she's doing. So, uh, in the, until something comes out of the portal with a giant hand, I'm just going to watch because I don't really know where to direct these people except one at a time up a giant ladder. So, uh, at this point, I guess, there you go. Okay, so you just keep on nuking the free world? I'll just stand there with a giant ray of death circling my head, destroying everything in its wake. You strike a heroic pose, or... I'm not particularly proud of the fact that I'm destroying a race, but, you know, what can you do? Okay. Take us out. Okay. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at genesee.com or signalsmedia.com. Right. Oh, you're there! Whoa! Yeah, I'm here. I, I thought it was like next week. Cool. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. He goes. America has a lot of flags. There's flags everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so his flags. Do you have a flag? <laughs> so many flags! My God, I was just like. <sighs> <laughs> it's okay. This land is ours. <laughs> <laughs> And if you didn't know it, 50 meters down the road, they'll tell you again. Yes. From California. <laughs> <laughs>